what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Well, how's it going, everyone? We are back with another episode of BTG, and that stands for Behind the Gorilla. Um, just wanted to clarify that a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're, we are... We're ready. We're ready. We're we're kicking. We're we're cooking, and we're we're ready to go. At least I hope Harris is ready to go. I was really hoping you had like a third thing to say there, and you didn't. But that's okay. No, no, it's just two. We're kicking. We're cooking, and we're. It is hard. It's you hard don't. You don't need, we one. don't need any more than that. I guess not. I guess not. Dude, we are two weeks away from WrestleMania. How insane is that? It doesn't feel like it, does it? It doesn't. And it that's doesn't a problem. At all. And I blame WWE. Uh, of course you do. I didn't even get to watch. <laughs> See, at this point, it kind of has gotten to the point, at, at this point in the build, where like it doesn't matter what they do. WrestleMania itself is exciting. Right, you and know, also they've, they've, done a, they've done a poor job. I mean, they've done a good job with certain things building, but the other stuff they still haven't even built yet. And so now yeah. it's just like, okay, well, now we don't care because you don't have time to make us care. About you mean you're not things. excited to see Baron Corbin retire Kurt Angle in a 10-minute match at WrestleMania? Okay, that's not even what I meant. I meant the matches <laughs> that haven't even been made yet. That's what I'm more talking about. But you're right. Uh, that was, uh, man, that was that was great. I have not laughed that that hard in a long time. When I saw when I saw that news come out, that was one of the funniest things of the week, and I absolutely love WWE for for announcing that match. Just to make just just for the laughter it gave me. I mean, like, this is gonna sound like I'm doing that thing I normally do where I try to justify it. I'm not. I think it's a bad idea. But I also think it's funny that if it was anyone else, if you'd never seen like a frame of Baron Corbin on television and you only followed wrestling by like reading Wikipedia pages, this would make perfect sense for that weird hypothetical fan. I don't think mm, they exist, but yeah, maybe just think about it. Like, because he's been, you know, he succeeded. Kurt Angle is like the authority figure. He's been this little toady heel for months, like yeah. a really, really long time. It makes all the sense in the world, sure. except it's Baron Corbin. Sure. So everyone is just like, please now. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's been his reaction ever since he got called up to the main roster. Just please now. Oh uh, yeah, it just is. Don't, it is, it is. And I the funniest part of the whole thing was, one, I never watch Raw or SmackDown Live. I watch them the next morning. Um, and so I saw this on Instagram first, and so I got to laugh there. And then when I watched Raw, I got to laugh a second time actually hearing Kurt Angle say that because you can see in Kurt Angle's face <laughs> that he knows this is just a horrible idea, and, and he's trying to, like, sell And it was one of the funniest things ever. It was yeah. great. I absolutely right. loved it. I think there's still a chance that they won't commit to it or it'll be like a really schmozzy finish or like John Cena will come out or something. Because they even like they they have to know this is a ridiculous idea. No, I mean, no, literally, Harris, 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 we have talked. We, we've we've done too many things. We, we've been doing this show for too long. They have no. OK, let me let me let me backtrack. Most people. In, that are working for WWE 
knew exactly that this was going to happen. Vince right. McMahon had no clue, and, and no, 100%, he is shocked at this result. And you know it because he's been shocked on countless other things before. Uh, I get you're right. We of all people should understand that the fact that something is clearly a bad idea does not mean they won't do it. Oh, even if it's no. out of spite, even if he's surprised by it, but he's like, well, he's getting heat. So he needs to retire Kurt Angle because that'll be good for him. Because, again, right. on paper, that makes sense. But you're just like, no, come on. Not like, uh Right. Well, yeah. No, but There's but the, the funniest part matches, and that's one of them. The funniest oh, part is he is they legitimately think that this was going to be a good idea and is the right way to go, and they are genuinely confused about the reaction, and that that's what makes it so funny to me. That is the part that made me laugh so hard when I see the, when I see this match announced, and I know exactly what went into it, and the reaction that. Everyone knows people are going to have to it. And the reaction that Vince McMahon 100% expected. And that's what makes me laugh. So I, yeah, I find it I funny. mean, on the one hand, like every year, you can go watch any classic WrestleMania. There's always going to be at least a few matches that are just kind of duds. Sure. But, boy, I just... Mm. Even yeah. w- when the card is this long and the rumors are flying that there's going to be 16, 17 matches because yeah. they're terrified of people leaving for AEW and they want to get everyone on the card, <laughs> you can't even get excited about the good matches. I mean, you can. I'm still excited. Like, Some this is all them. relatively speaking. But you know what I mean? There's just a part of you that's like, oh, man, why does that? Uh, you know, like, yeah. I hope they put half the stuff on the pre show. So then I can just kind of half pay attention to it. I, I've never said this before, but or I've never really thought this before, but man, I hope AJ Styles and uh, Randy Orton is the first match of the show. That That's needs to be the, the first scenario, match. It needs it? to be the first match, mm-hmm. and then I can enjoy it without falling asleep. Before and it'll be we fresh, it. you know? Right, like, right. That's what I mean. The first match of the night is a really good And spot AJ to Styles be. has been the first match of the night two out of his three WrestleManias. So, yeah. and there's a reason for that. It's because he wrestles a perfect style to be the first match of a WrestleMania. And also because he wrestles on the show that doesn't have the universal title, which is going to go on last until well, we retire that, it in two years. But Well, that has nothing to do with it, Harris. He hasn't been, he's only had the championship during one WrestleMania. Right. And that was like the one, one he two, didn't one start, that, that was the one he didn't start the show with. He was the first match with him and Chris Jericho at his first WrestleMania, and then he was the first match with him and Shane McMahon at his uh, second WrestleMania. And then the only one... Man, although, you know what? Maybe the Jericho one wasn't first. Maybe it was like second. It was at the beginning of the show, though. That's a weird that. throwback. Remember when they were in a tag team for like two weeks just so they could break up and have right. a WrestleMania match? You talk about your weird builds. like. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty predictable, but yeah. But everyone was just so happy to have AJ Styles there that nobody was going to complain. You know? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Um, yeah, I I had no complaints. And then, yeah, he finally hit a Styles Clash in uh, in the match. I don't think he hit a Styles Clash all at all in WWE because Vince was like, it's a dangerous move or some BS <laughs> like that. And then Jer- because it's Jericho, I think Jericho... I don't remember if this was true or not, or if it was hypothetical. But I think what Jericho was was he was like describing, he was he wanted the move to be in it because that's like AJ's move, and so he was like describing the move to Vince, but not saying it was the Styles Clash. Yeah. And then Vince was like, oh, it's a great idea, and it's like, well, yeah, like, great, all right, right, and it's like, just like just how 
I'm telling you, it's just part of the thing where with how brilliant of a man Vince McMahon is and how stupid he is at the same time. And it's just this big paradox of a human being. And it's just wild sometimes, but Yeah. It is. Yeah. But yeah, no, it should be uh I don't know. It's WrestleMania. WrestleMania is always fun. But man, is it exhausting nowadays. And uh you yeah. know, we'll see. But but there but you know, there there's matches to be excited about, you know, like AJ Styles, Randy Orton. Triple H Batista should be. Hopefully, they don't mess that up, and it'll at least be fun. Uh, I am really excited about Brock that one. Seth should be great. Um, the triple threat match with the women should it should be good. The build is stupid, but the match should be good. You got three great people in there. They, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see how that can be bad. I mean, the crowd the, the crowd's going to be so hot for that match. You're I absolutely hope so. Right. Like it doesn't matter. They could. I was going to say they could just fart into the microphones for the next two weeks and the crowd would still be into it. I'm not sure that's entirely true. I would be a little interested in seeing it just sort of as a uh, Andy Kaufman-esque stunt in wrestling builds, like to see if you can maintain your heat with literally no promos for two weeks. But anyway, Any, it will yeah, be a good match. Anyway. Uh, I went in a weird spot there. It's yeah, fine. yeah, you did. Um, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, which is very odd, but I mean, those two are great, so that should be fine. Um and then uh, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Looks like that's going to be a match. That'll be interesting. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, at this point, there's no there's no win. There's no way to win with Roman Reigns. Like there's just there's just that's one of the issues with his characters. And it, there's just no way. It's like you know it's just going to be there, and they'll do this big thing where Roman gets beat up for fifteen minutes and then wins. It's like. You know that's the way the match is going to be, and so it's just like, it, to me, that's uninteresting because I know exactly the way it's going to play out. Now you talk about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, well, I mean that that was that was pretty much it. I mean, it, it, I mean, I'm excited to see these two wrestle, but especially knowing it's WrestleMania and everything, just I know exactly how the match is going to go, and so therefore I have less interest than I might otherwise. Now, you talk about Vince McMahon as this sort of on-again, off-again genius moron yeah. who can just ruin or create something brilliant at any given moment. You never know which one. Mm-hmm. There is a part of his brain that I don't think he'll listen to but I think is there that says, you know what? Roman's back. We need to make sure everyone knows that he's a big deal and we got to make him look strong. So we're going to put his match on last. <laughs> uh no. 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 <laughs> Harris, at this point but there's a little there's a no. little seed of doubt in your mind. No, no, like Harris. No, 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 there's honestly not. Not 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 in this <laughs> not in this instance, there's not. That's the best thing going for him, honestly, is that this WrestleMania he showed up kind of too late to be involved in the main event scene. That is true. That is true. Um that'll that'll keep him in somewhat good graces for a little while longer. So that is that is good, but I don't know. We'll see. Ms. Shane, that's whatever. That'll be the same Shane match that every single Shane match is because he can only do one match. So that's right. that's fine. Uh, Kurt Angle, of course, Baron Corbin. Okay. I'm going to laugh the whole match. Um, <laughs> then we got the Battle Royal and then the uh, Cruiserweight title. Buddy Murphy, Tony Nese, that'll be, that'll be a good match. That'll be a lot of fun. I hope they put it on the main card, but... It's- it's going to go on at 3 in the afternoon. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately it will. But that's a shame. And then, you know, we'll see what else we get. Those are the only official quote-unquote matches that are in there. But, you know, 
We'll see. So they screwed Kofi Kingston again and wasted everybody's time for the entire SmackDown show. That was, man, that that was, you talk about overbooking yourself. That was a prime example was, was SmackDown. I mean, that was just, that, that it's just funny that they're doing the, literally, page for page, the same story with Becky Lynch and now Kofi Kingston at the exact same time on back-to-back days. And it just, it's kind of, it's its just weird to me that they're doing that. Because it's, it's just so painfully obvious. And it's just, at this point, it's just annoying. We're two weeks from WrestleMania. Like, we need something to build to. It's, this, this underdog story it was great. And now it's just getting annoying. And so, I don't know. I, don't I just know. think they, I don't know they pump point. faked so many times. I don't know how you actually put him in the match now. Right. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's I mean, it like to the max. Again, hypothetically, I'm doing this thing again. But like if Tuesday show is just the new day smashing everything in sight until they put Kofi in the match, that'd be a fun episode of television. I would be. I don't know if they're gonna, probably not going to do it. I don't know. But, you know, I don't it's... know. We can hope. But. Regardless, whatever they do, hopefully they don't. Hopefully, it hasn't wrecked the produ- the overproducing like they did with Becky no, already. I'm, I'm just it, that's all I'm hoping. I think it'll work. I think because there's less time. That's the biggest reason they started this feud a few weeks after they started really building the Becky Charlotte Ronda stuff. Yeah, it's true. So it's still it feels a little bit more organic. Like people are still into Becky, but it's cooled just a tiny bit just because we've had to watch them try and stretch it out. Kofi's a little bit fresher, so it'll true, still work, true. but yeah. I hope so. Well, we'll see. If you think, okay, we've done, we, we do a lot of just kind of vague running through cards, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more as we get closer to WrestleMania, but if one of the three titles doesn't change hands, which one do you think it is between the Universal, the WWE, and the women's title? Um... Hmm. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty good question because to be perfectly honest, I 100% could see all three of these titles not changing hands. Um, not changing hands. I, I, wow. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I could see that happening at this point. Um, you got to remember this, Harris. WWE no longer looks at WrestleMania as the end game anymore, which is a big, right. big, big problem um, for the most part. I mean, for some things it is, but... It, that's what it used to be. You build all this stuff up. WrestleMania is the payoff for everything. Then you start again the next week. That's no longer the way they do it, which is really a shame because um, it really it really hurts WrestleMania matches, and it has many times. And so from that standpoint, I think we're going to see less emphasis on the title changing hands and paying off storylines. Um, I don't know. I I think I see uh, at this point I see Kofi Kingston winning it the least likely, out of all the stuff that they've been doing. Do you think that's to build to like a SummerSlam title Possibly. match or like just keep it Possibly. going? Or? Possibly, but interesting. That's just the thing. I just see that as being the the least likely one because it's the one that's been the most thrown in at the last minute and not what WWE wanted, and so. I just see that being the least likely one. Interesting. I think it's Seth. I think it's Seth by a mile. I, I, could, I, don't, I could see that too, though. I mean, we thought last year everyone said, oh, well, for sure Roman's going to beat Brock and it's going to be okay or it's going to be terrible. 
if Roman Reigns couldn't even beat Brock Lesnar to close WrestleMania, like they they won't hesitate for a second to keep it on Brock. I could see just it. for another two months until Roman can get back. You know what I mean? Like that. I, I could see it. That's that seems way more likely to me. I think it's a terrible idea, but like we've literally seen them in this exact same situation where everyone is tired of Brock. You want to see anyone else win. And even though Seth is a little bit more popular than Roman was last year, like everyone wants to see him win. But mm-hmm. like if they just say, mm, no, nah, let's just wait till money in the bank. That would I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I feel like if Becky or Kofi don't win, they're going to completely lose the crowd. But there's oh, only so many times oh, you can have. I do, too. But they're just they're dumb enough. They just that. don't care. Right. I think there's only so many times you can give. You can keep the belt on Brock Lesnar before people just become indifferent to the fact that Brock Lesnar Harris, won again. People have been indifferent for three years e- now. Exactly. And exactly. so why would so, like, that, that's not so gonna, why would they change it now? That's what I'm saying. That's not going to break the show in a way the other two would. So I think, especially, I don't know if they actually think about this or not, but if they're thinking about it in terms of, well, we can't have every babyface win every match and we should make one of these title matches a little disappointing – that's the one where you do it, I think, 100%. I could see it. Yeah. Definitely could see that. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will see. I guess that's about it, right? Did we miss anything yeah. else? I don't I don't care. So don't what, care. What do you think gets officially added this week? What's even left? I, I, I honestly don't really care at this point. Just I'm just waiting for WrestleMania. I almost hope that Asuka just has a squash match. Like, literally a local talent squash match. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of hilarious. No, she's going to face, like, Mandy Rose or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, probably. But I'm just thinking about pacing at this point. If it's going to yeah. be 17 hours long, You're right. throw in one or two squash matches. I don't care. I, I mean, they clearly they, they, they aren't thinking about Asuka right now. So just don't waste our time with a 10-minute match that she's going to win anyway. Yeah. Just to pretend that you do care. I just have her knock someone out fast. Let's let's move on. We got a lot to do here. I 100% agree, but you know, I doubt it. But anyway, I guess we might as well get into the uh, main show. If I, I hope Harris has something for us, but I'm just kind of assuming. So Harris, do you? <laughs> Once again, every week you say that, and every week I'm like, man, what if I did it? What would he do? Like, would we just release it as it is? Would we just improvise something and release that? I don't know. Yeah, we'd do something. Well, we're not going to find out this week because I do have a topic. Yay. I am pretty excited about it. And I did do it very last minute. Thank you for asking. Oh, we didn't have to ask, Harris. I've I've done better in the past, but, you know, (laughs) life is busy right now, man. I've got a lot going on. It doesn't matter. None of you care. Here's the deal. This, This episode was pretty directly inspired by a little cameo that happened this week you you might know what i'm talking about if not you're gonna find out very quickly it's not about wcw for a change it's it's a wwe story it's a wwe match and um it involves someone who's still wrestling today who we've actually already talked about wow enough beating around the bush here we're gonna go all the way back to 2005 i was in fifth grade I did not watch or care about wrestling. I thought it was kind of dumb at the time because it was fake. And how could anything fake be entertaining, I thought, when I was in fifth grade. But if I had been watching at the time in the summer of 2005, I would have seen something kind of disturbing happening to Eddie Guerrero. So Eddie Guerrero has 
pretty recently lost the title, you know, relatively speaking, and he's been in a tag team with Rey Mysterio for a while. They're really good friends, but they've recently lost the tag team titles, and Eddie Guerrero is just turning to the dark side, for lack of a better word. It's been a good, slow build of a heel turn that's finally been, you know, brought to a head when he attacks Rey Mysterio. He goes into a feud with his former friend, you know, his his brother, if you will, and it's personal really, really quickly. Because Eddie comes out and he says that he's got a secret about Rey Mysterio's son. A sweet little boy, almost my age at the time in 2005, a sweet little boy named Dominic. And he says he's got a secret, but he won't tell anybody about it if Rey Mysterio can beat him at the Great American Bash. Well, that's good. Right. And ultimately, Rey Mysterio does beat him. Hey, good. He beats there we him go. clean. And they're like, right, good. So, you know, we're, we're not going to have to worry about some uncomfortable truths being brought to light because, you know, he told him that, hey, if you beat me, then I'll keep this secret a secret. I'll take it to my grave. You right. Know? And, and Eddie doesn't Ed, Eddie doesn't lie or cheat or steal. No, not at all. That's those are three things he's not known for nope. in the slightest. No. So we come out the next night and. Ray has his son Dominic and they're celebrating because they're safe from whatever this hideous, ugly secret was, you know? And he says, I just want to thank all of you for your support, for being there for me and for my son Dominic. And then Eddie Guerrero comes out and Michael Cole very helpfully says, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> just in case you, you haven't been watching. Was it better? Is it better or worse than him saying um, it's boss time? Oh, it's so much better. Okay. It's so much better because presumably he doesn't do that every time Eddie Guerrero walks out, although that would be very <laughs> funny. But, you know, it's like it's like the music hits and you see him walk out and then Michael Cole goes, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> wah, wah. You know, so you get it. So even if this had been the first episode of SmackDown I ever watched, I would have been like, oh, bad. Eddie, bad. Got it. And Eddie comes out, and he points out that, um, like you just said, oh, no, wait, I'm sorry, the opposite of what you just said, because he comes out and he says, yeah, you know, I told you I wouldn't reveal the secret if you beat me, but um, I lied. You know, go figure. I don't know who could have seen that coming. But Eddie Guerrero did, in fact, lie, and he proceeds to just spill the beans anyway, which I kind of respect. I feel like that's the kind of thing that, we would complain about as wrestling fans that you just no sell a stipulation instantly, like the next day, just go for it anyway. Kind of feels like the match at Great American Bash was almost a waste of everyone's time. Oh no. If you were to be cynical about it, but we won't do that right now. We'll just we'll just plow right ahead because he's spilling the beans now. He reveals that he he calls it uh he calls it Eddie Guerrero's bedtime story. This is how he frames it. And once upon a time there was a little boy who lived far, far away, and his name was Dominic. And at this point, Ray Mysterio just says, all right, enough of this. Gets out of the ring and starts to walk up to the ramp. And Eddie has to finish his story really quickly. And he's like, hey, Dominic. Because <laughs> he knows what's coming. You know, he's got to throw Ray off his game. And he announces that, yeah, Ray Mysterio is not your real father, Dominic. I am. And it's a, you know, the crowd goes mild i think they kind of guessed this was gonna happen but oh there's a Ray, kid we've introduced a kid into this storyline what in the world could it possibly be exactly exactly it's a secret about the kid they're like who could have 
possibly seen this coming. Uh, well, I mean, what else is it going to be? And Ray, your kid has cancer. Like, there's just there's <laughs> nothing else. There's nothing else you could say in this situation other than so? I'm your father. That's the only other. That's the only like possibility right. in this. It is. I, I do love to imagine that angle, though. Like I spoke to the radiologist. <laughs> it's stage four. It's really bad. Like, oh, you, you have you have Ray Mysterio like, no, that's not true. It's like, what? How would you not know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point you bring up. Actually, how would you not know? That was the first thing I thought when I saw this. I was like, are we going to deal with? Like, is, does Ray know? Is he being like? <laughs> cuckolded here is this a child support scam like what is happening at any rate he reveals this ray stops what he's doing and runs back to the ring to try and console his son to say no it's not true it's not true and dominic he's not bad for a kid he's you know he's like daddy is it true you know like it's it's not good acting but it's not the worst acting you've ever seen in a wrestling angle you know right exactly so it's you know it's fine and he's like no no it's not true but dominic just turns tail and runs off and he doesn't run back up the ramp because Eddie Guerrero's there, and I guess That's he's scared right. of him. He just runs through the crowd <laughs> like you see him punk or something. Like he runs up, <laughs> hops the barricade, and just sprints off through the floor, like well, I guess back out the other tunnel. Well, where else would he go? Well, that raises several questions for me. Like, is there anyone else there that can, like, take care of him? Does security find him and, like, hang on to him until Ray can find him later? Can anyone take him at this point? Like, I don't know how safe this was for him to be doing. But anyway, he's gone. Ray is left, you know, distraught. And the next week, we we come back, and we see Ray doing exactly what you'd expect, which is saying, hey, Eddie, get on down here and let's settle this, because, you know, this is a wrestling show, and that's what the focus should be on, in theory, right? So Eddie comes out, and he's got this woman by his side. And Eddie Eddie doesn't take the bait. He doesn't take the fight. He says, it's time for two of Eddie's bedtime stories. And now he's actually got a little book. Like it's got his face on it and it says Eddie's bedtime stories. And the S is written backwards. Like it's Winnie the Pooh or something. (laughs) Oh, I love it. And he has a copy brought down to Ray in the ring. He's not going down to the ring because obviously, you know, he's seen wrestling shows before. Yeah. But he says, Eddie, I want you to read chapter two. And Ray opens it up and whatever's in there, he's just shocked and horrified. He's offended. He's not going to say anything. And, you know, Eddie says, oh, okay. Well, I'll read it for you, Holmes. You know, he goes off and he says, the courts have found. That's right. Chapter two is actually custody papers. Next week, he's going to come to SmackDown and he's going to take custody of Dominic the courts have found that he is, and I quote, legally and biologically Dominic's true father. Wow. Um, Plot twist. Right. It, in a way, it's kind of not because you <laughs> knew it was happening last week. It's kind of an escalation, but there is a point where I had to stop, right? And a few things about this. Legally and biologically Dominic's true father. Those aren't the same thing like at all and i don't think like ray really understands the legal ground that he stands on here but he goes on to actually admit that yes i'm not his biological father but guess what i raised him from the time he was a baby and the first words he ever said were dad 
and he was looking at me when he said them. And when he, I, I taught him how to ride a bike, and when he broke his arm, I'm the one who drove him to the hospital, and I am this boy's father. The fact that Eddie Guerrero has come forward with biological proof that he's his biological father doesn't mean he just gets to have him now. <laughs> That's right. not how the custody system works. <laughs> but, he, but he did say he's legally his father. Well, yeah, so I don't know where he got the judge to sign off on this. That's kind of my whole point. I feel like it's a pretty flimsy case. Ray should appeal that immediately. <laughs> I agree. You know, that's my theory at this point, is that either Eddie is bluffing this entire thing or he just found a corrupt judge to let him kind of slide this through the system in a really sketchy way. Or he could have, you know, he, he could have just lied to the judge, given him some sort of sob story. At any rate... He says he's coming back to collect Dominic, and he's he's doing it next week, conveniently on SmackDown. Which wow, is, that works out. What are the What are the odds of that? I you know, know. You get a whole week to hang out with your kid before I come to get him on this live television show. But he's coming. He's coming, and he's going to get him. And this is the this is the brilliance of Eddie Guerrero. I'm going to stop for a second because this entire angle is just dumb and ridiculous, <laughs> and it's going to get weirder before we're done here. But Eddie Guerrero, you understand why he's such a legend as someone who, again, you know my history watching wrestling. I don't have a ton of experience with Eddie Guerrero because I didn't get into the game until 2014. Mm -hmm. But you understand how good he is from watching this because it's a dumb soap opera angle, but he is weaving little character moments throughout the whole thing to the point where it makes I don't want to say it makes sense that this is what's happening, but everything he's doing, you get it. You understand it. And Ray, Ray, during this promo where he's talking about how, you know, Dominic called me dad. Those were his first words. And I taught him how to ride a bike and all this stuff. He's telling Eddie, he's like, Eddie, come down here and let's just settle this right now. Because, you know, this isn't about Dominic. This is about me. You right. want to fight me. So leave him out of it. Like a pretty, you know, a, a good thought out moment. And Eddie's about to bite. He's getting riled up. He's about to walk down to the ring. And then the woman he brought with him kind of stops and talks to him. And he, he laughs. He shakes his head, you know, like he's like he's shaking an idea out almost. And he says, oh, man, you know what? You're really good. I was this close. I was this close to taking the bait. But I'm not going to do that because you're lying to Dominic. And I don't lie. And I deserve to be his father. Like you see him take it approach some idea of like rational thought and then yank himself back away because he doesn't want to be rational right now he's just upset he just wants to destroy Rey Mysterio right and he twists it back using his own messed up logic even though we've seen him lie we've seen him lie all the time but he says no I'm telling Dominic the truth that I'm his father and I deserve to raise him it's it's really brilliant in the mm -hmm. middle of this absolutely insane storyline mm -hmm. and, so and now, let me let me let me just just pause real quick and and just kind of clarify a couple of things if anyone is confused so okay now this this storyline is exactly the way he said but but what eddie guerrero is insinuating is that he had dominic and then left dominic with Rey mysterio and his wife to raise he didn't like he wasn't with Rey Mysterio's wife like that. That that wasn't. That's not the insinuation of this because this this is kind of confusing. This whole yeah. This whole scenario. So that that's that's I I believe what it is supposed to be 
implying. It is, and I'm glad you stopped and pointed that out because at this point, watching through it, I didn't know that either. I didn't really understand what had initially happened, and it's not until a few weeks later that they actually explicitly say most of this stuff. Right. At least in the in the research that I was doing. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Because I was like... <laughs> it's a little... It, I had the same thought watching it. I was like, is this an I hooked up with your wife right. story? Because he's not pushing it like that. Like, right. he's really not. And the whole point, in his mind, his own twisted logic is... You never told Dominic that you weren't his biological father, even though you knew it. And that means you don't deserve to have him. It's a different approach than you would think it is if you're watching or listening to this and you haven't seen the angle. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's just something that's kind of it's kind of confusing. And uh, they probably should have loved with that. But but regardless, that's the case. And to be f- right. So we move on. It's now chapter three. Of Eddie's bedtime stories, which we cut to Eddie in the ring, you know, the next week on SmackDown. And he's pointing out that, well, chapter three mm, is really pretty obvious. He's standing in the ring. And this is where you realize that it must not be a con uh, because he's brought a social worker with him. Brought her out to the ring, which, you know, it's not really normal for her job description. It's kind of a weird moment for her but she's a professional she's here to you know help kids out and help help them be with the people who are best for them so she's you know she's she's playing along she's a professional um and eddie announces that yes this is it this is chapter three and i'm gonna take dominic and ray and his family come out his wife dominic um michael cole takes the time right now to explain that this is all very unfair in his opinion oh of course uh, <laughs> It's a weird moment because Ray is coming out to the ring, but they don't give him entrance music because they can tell that that's like a bridge too far. (laughs) So he and his family come out to dead silence. Michael Cole explaining that, well, this is just this is just wrong. This is a travesty of justice. And the crowd is very helpfully trying to chant like Eddie sucks because they don't know what else they can do. (laughs) So they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is unfortunate. It's a shame that we have to watch this again. It's kind of weird for broadcast television. But, you know, that's wrestling for you, baby. Here we go. Oh, yeah. And Eddie, this is where, again, you can kind of tell that all the things he says about it being best for Dominic aren't really true because he sets this thing up. Like it's the end of a children's book, like like with a runaway dog or something. And he stands on the other <laughs> side of the ring and he tries to make Dominic leave his father and come to him. And that's really he's like, come on, who? I'm your poppy. I'm your poppy. That's what he keeps saying. And Dominic's not moving because he's terrified and he loves Rey Mysterio and his mom and he doesn't want to leave. But Eddie's trying to have this moment of like ultimate betrayal where he makes the kid walk away from him right. and join him. You know, and Dominic's not about to bite on that. So Eddie turns to uh, Mrs. Crabtree, who's the name of the custody <laughs> officer. Of, of course, of course it is. Right. And says, you know, give me my son. Go get him. Do your job. And he kind of he snaps. You know, he's getting really agitated that this ploy isn't working. And she, to her credit, doesn't do anything. She just kind of stands there stone-faced and looks at him like she's maybe beginning to have some doubts about this. Which is a little weird, like not really what you would have expected. And finally, Ray steps up and he says kind of the same thing he does last week. He says, what are you what are you doing? You know, he says, you talk about how you never lose. And you've pointed that out multiple times, like throughout this feud. 
that you never lose. You never lose. You're going to win in the end. And he says, Eddie, this is not about winning and losing. Like he makes the very excellent point that this is a deeply personal thing that maybe shouldn't be the center of a wrestling feud. (laughs) He's like, look, you're not winning here. I'm not winning here. Dominic is certainly not winning here. That's not what's happening, Eddie. This is messed up. You know, and watching it, you're like, yeah, this is messed up. Like, what do we, like, people in the audience have probably been through this before. Right. And, geez, this is, I, I kind of respect Rey Mysterio for stepping up and saying, you know, this is real, man. This shouldn't be a wrestling feud. So, where does he go from there? Well, um, he backtracks a little bit. Let's put it that way because he says, <laughs> listen, Eddie. You've beaten the odds, man. You've beaten addiction. You've become the WWE champion. You've beaten every obstacle that's ever been put in your way. What does he say next? I think we all know. Yeah. But you've never beaten Rey Mysterio. And it's like, okay, we just, I thought you just said this wasn't about that. I thought you just, wasn't that just the point that it's not about winning and losing in wrestling? Right. Well, that's why we had to, we had to push that back on here. We, we had gotten too far away from it. Right. So maybe we'll give Ray the benefit of the doubt here and say that he recognizes that this is really about Eddie's pride and he thinks he's legally backed into a corner, which, as I've already said, I don't think is true. Yeah. I think he has other options here. But instead of taking those, he just takes the only approach he knows, which is, <laughs> nah, beat me in a match. <laughs> Which is classic wrestling logic. Oh, it is. And Eddie Eddie try, immediately stops him. He's like, no, 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 I, I win. I win because I have Dominic. And Ray's like, no, nah, man, this is a wrestling show. <laughs> You've never beaten me in a wrestling match. So let's do it. You and me for the custody of Dominic at SummerSlam. And the crowd is like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Back to wrestling. Yay. That's fine. Yeah, it's a wrestling match again. Hooray. <laughs> And Eddie shakes his head and he says, all right, you're on, you know, but guess what? Joke's on you. I already win because Dominic's going home with me tonight. And after SummerSlam, it's going to be forever. At which point, Mrs. Crabapple stops, walks over, grabs the mic and says, "Uh, excuse me, Mr. Guerrero, are you kidding? She's the only normal person in this entire feud (laughs) because she stops and takes the mic and is like, what is wrong with both of you people? She's watched them have this screaming fight where they're like they're swearing at each other. I couldn't even tell you half the things that they said because they were censored. And this is technically a family friendly podcast. (laughs) But she takes the mic and she says, are you kidding me? She says, you're both crazy. She's like, it is clear that this conflict has to, everything to do with the two of you and has nothing to do with Dominic, <laughs> which is absolutely right. And right. thank goodness for her and her professionalism. And I wish there was more of this in wrestling, to be honest. Just occasionally <laughs> people walking in and being like, wait, this is completely insane. Like in like, no like in the... Uh... Oh man, what uh the like in the Vamp- Vampiro Mike Awesome match when Stevie Ray is in commentary, he's like, "What are the rules? Like this is a no- like he's like this is not a no disqualification match." Like just in the middle of commentary. Right, exactly. We, we need more exactly of those like moments. That. I 
it's really great because wrestling has its own sort of twisted internal logic where you as a fan understand that it doesn't make sense, but you also know it makes wrestling sense, so you just go with it. But right. I wish there was a little bit more of complete outsiders say, no, no, you can't have a fight <laughs> to determine who this kid's father is. That's insane. <laughs> well, we just, we just backtrack into like, you know, the year, uh, you know, 3004 BC. You know, that's, that's the way that's wrestling I- works. <laughs> That's right, it's primal. The man. dominant species come, wins. Uh, yeah, so we get to, you know, it was just, it's amazing to watch Rey Mysterio go from being like the adult in the room and saying, no, this is not about winning and losing, man. This is messed up. A kid's livelihood is at stake, and I bet you can't beat me this Sunday at SummerSlam. <laughs> it's such a weird gear shift. But it's, it. uh, it's very surreal, and everyone should watch it. So at any rate, Mrs. Crabtree steps in and says, no, no, you're both insane. And frankly, until you guys work this out, I think Dominic should be in foster care. And the crab. Hey, uh, wait, hold on, hold on. I, I'm going to I'm going to pause again for a moment. Yes, here. yes, please do. Now we have one. They've already kind of glossed over the whole fact of no, Eddie did not um, sleep with Rey Mysterio's wife. They've already kind of glossed over that. The, you know, that that's not the case. And this whole time, like, what? Rey Mysterio is, so so his mom is not his mom either. We've just kind of, like, how is she handling all of this? Like, literally, it's funny that you say that. And this becomes clear a little bit later. So I, I may have just missed, like, a weird explanation of it in doing my research, but it's not in any of the promos. So you're understandably confused. Right. And it's just like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay. But you don't just like take him away. For, you don't put him in foster care. Like you give him to the mom. Or you, like you would think, right? There's, there's other, <laughs> we've just glossed well, over Eddie, Ray Mysterio's wife in all this completely. It, it later becomes very clear that Eddie is the only person really interested in shaking up this domestic situation. We find out later, like they mention it specifically, that even Eddie's wife is like, no, he's not our son. He's Rey Mysterio's son. Like, she doesn't <laughs> want to steal him away. Right. Ray and his wife obviously want to keep him. So when this woman comes out and says, I think Dominic needs to be in foster care because you're both insane. The crowd boos. Right. Which is like, because they, they want him to be with Rey Mysterio. But from this woman's perspective... I get it because once again, we've just seen Ray go from like, I almost get the impression that if he'd been like, no, look, I raised this boy. If he had given her the same promo he gave a week ago and said, I raised him. He's called me dad his whole life. When he breaks his arm, I take him to the emergency room. I was there holding his hand when he learned how to ride a bike and he wants to be with me. I think that would have been enough for her. Probably. Genuinely to hear. I think Rey Mysterio not understanding how custody works <laughs> and going straight to, so I'll fight you in a ladder match at SummerSlam for custody of Dominic is what made her say, okay, no, I'm removing this kid for his own good. Right, like right, Like you right. clearly both have some issues to work through. <laughs> right. But, <sighs> but you would think at this point that the match is off. Right. She just said <laughs> – hey, you're both crazy, y'all have to work this out, and until you do, I'm taking Dominic. But apparently what she meant by y'all have to work this out is I and the state 
will abide by your little rules, and whoever wins the match gets Dominic. Because, uh, yeah, the match happens. So yeah. we cut to SummerSlam, and the custody of Dominic ladder match. And I know what you're thinking, and no. WWE, the cowards that they are, <laughs> did not actually suspend Dominic from the from above the ring or put him on a pole. It would have been so much better, though. I wish they had. Dominic on a forklift match. one of my match. favorite episodes of all time. It'd be Dominic on a forklift match. That would be so good, man. Or just hang him, like, just strap him into the, you know, the thing that angles the briefcases from the ceiling. Or or just put him in one of those shark cages like they raised Jerry yeah. Lawler or Jim Cornette up in. Cage. Put him, you know, like, just, I feel like they got a little lazy with the stipulation here. I feel like you could have had, like, a Dominic bull rope match where you just kind of tied him to the middle of a rope. And whoever and, and whoever could pull them, whoever could pull them to their corner first wins. Yeah, like imagine Eddie using him as a human shield, and Red, you know, Ray wants to hit him, but he can't hit his son. Yeah, there's a lot no, of possibilities here. Yeah, they go with the least interesting one, which is they just put the custody papers in a briefcase and string it up above the ring, and say, "Hey, whoever gets to those first, I, I guess you can write your name on it." It's basically like a proto money in the bank contract, <laughs> honestly. Right, right. Because right. it's the same setup. It's the briefcase dangling above the ring. The papers are inside. All that good fun stuff. Oh, and they, yes. They put Dominic... Well, actually, Money in the Bank had already happened. Really? Yeah, in yeah, In 2005? Yeah, yeah, 2005. Okay, uh, April okay. 2005 was the first Money in the Bank that at WrestleMania... That was the first ever one. Okay, so WrestleMania it's, 21. it's the same idea, then. Right. They had, okay, they had the was, extra briefcase lying around. <laughs> I forgot that... Okay, that actually makes a lot more sense. I forgot that they had already been doing it for a while. I didn't think they started they had. that early. They, they'd been doing it, it once. They I did knew it, it once. wasn't its own pay-per-view yet. Oh, no, it wasn't, wasn't its own sure pay-per-view. when till, they started doing it at WrestleMania. They didn't start doing its own pay-per-view till like, 2011. I think that was the first one. Was the I one in 2011. 10 or 11, right? It was one of those but years. So, I didn't anyway. know it went all the way back to 2005. Yeah, so that was it, the first one. That's honestly even funnier because they clearly just got a like Money in the Bank briefcase <laughs> and spray painted it black. Right. It would have been funnier if they had like put his face on it or something. It they didn't would, do that. It would have been. That would have been great. But this is the, the the only weird thing about the setup of this match is that they're clearly abiding by the laws of the match. Because Mrs. Crabtree is sitting there in the front row with Dominic. <laughs> right. She's not like, no, this is really messed up, and we're not going to make an eight-year-old boy witness two grown men fighting for who gets to tuck him into bed tonight. Like, <laughs> not only are we going to be there, we're going to be there front and center, so he has to watch everything that happens. And, <laughs> man, so, you know, as Eddie makes his way down to the ring... Michael Cole is Michael Cole is basically clearing up some of the questions that I had, which you were <laughs> kind enough to point out. Things like, yeah, even Eddie Guerrero's own wife doesn't think this is okay and has told us it's very clearly just Eddie's personal vendetta against Rey Mysterio. And, you know, how messed up is that? And Taz is also on commentary, and Taz is telling us very soberly that, you know, I don't even know if I'm allowed to tell you this, but I'm really rooting for Rey Mysterio. Like, buddy, you're allowed to tell us that. <laughs> That's kind of your whole job, is to blatantly root for somebody. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, Rey makes his way down to the ring, and I don't have that many jokes that I can make about this match. No. Because when you strip all, like, the circumstances aside, 
This is Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match. And it's great. Oh, yeah. Like, it's really, really, really good. And if you had just, like, edited out the occasional cuts to Dominic, you wouldn't even know just how insane the build to this story has been. I mean, there's some really great, brutal ladder match spots and not spots that, like, wow, that must have hurt and I can't believe they pulled it off. Mm -hmm. Spots like, whoa, they both just fell over while they were on the ladder and that was clearly supposed to be something and it wasn't. And that somehow looks way worse for it. You know what I mean? It's one of those ladder, like, there's a lot of stuff that goes well, but there's also supposed to be moments where, like, they're trying to do some sort of a power slam off of the ladder and they both just fall off the ladder. Like they lose their balance and come crashing down to the ground. And it makes it seem so much more brutal for it. Mm-hmm. And Ray Mysterio is getting power bombed onto ladders. And there's spots each where each of them will be dangling from the briefcase. The ladder gets pulled out from under them and they either drop to the ground and just like really screw up their knee and ankle, which is what Eddie Guerrero does. Or, Rey Mysterio, who drops right into a powerbomb, like Eddie's waiting below him, catches him on the way down and throws him into the ground even harder. Mm. It's a really good match. And at one point, Eddie literally forces Rey to the ground, puts the ladder on top of him, and starts climbing the ladder. And Mm. he's climbing the ladder (laughs) to victory. And Rey has to do that thing. It's like a... It's like Spider-Man. It's like that moment in Spider-Man Homecoming where he's crushed under all the debris and he's got to, like, hulk up and yeah. dig deep and bench press, press it off of him. And that's exactly what he does. And he pushes the ladder off of him, and Eddie comes crashing back down to the ground. It's a great match. Like, as insane as all of this has been, it's a ton of fun to watch. And the crowd is really into it. And I don't know what Mrs. Crabtree thinks. Dominic seems to be kind of terrified, but you get the impression he's into it too, you know? And finally, finally we get to the end. And Eddie is climbing what, certainly looks like the path to victory he's climbing very slowly uh because his knee and ankle are messed up like i talked about from earlier in the match like the slow climb actually really works with the style of the match which is another reason this is a great ladder match it isn't just like he forgot how to climb a ladder it's like he probably (laughs) tore something in his ankle it's a good like spot and payoff and he's about to win ray is on the outside of the ring he can't even move and This is a little bit of that good old-fashioned wrestling foreshadowing. Because what did we bring up a few times? Even Eddie's own wife doesn't really think they deserve to have custody of Dominic. And who comes running down the ramp to save the day, tipping the ladder and dumping Eddie Guerrero onto the ground? But, excuse me, it's Vicky Guerrero, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I've ever seen her get cheered. I think it might be the only time she ever was. Yeah, it could be. She comes it could be. Shuffling down to the ring. Yeah. Dumps him. Rey Mysterio recovers, is able to make the slow climb, pull down the briefcase, and win custody of Dominic. And I guess this great performance has convinced Mrs. Crabtree that he's a fit father <laughs> because she lets Dominic hop the barricade. Uh, He's not immediately killed by security. He just runs into the (laughs) ring and embraces Eddie. Eddie's wife comes down. They all embrace. They cry. And it's genuinely kind of an emotional moment. And it has no right to be. Because this is all absolutely insane. But, boy, it just works, man. It does. It just, 
it's a tribute to how good Eddie Guerrero was that he was able to take something this dumb and this soap opera-y and just sprinkle enough like real character-driven storytelling into it to make it really work. Yeah. Like the, the twist of Vicky Guerrero coming in works perfectly because, they, like I said, they've mentioned a few times that she isn't with him on this, that even she thinks this is just Eddie's selfish quest to ruin Rey Mysterio's life, that he's holding on to the fact that he is Dominic's biological father. He doesn't really want to raise him. He's never had anything to do with him, but he wants him because he knows Rey Mysterio wants him too. Right. They've done a good enough job of like kind of sprinkling that throughout the whole thing that, yeah, it's insane that we're determining custody of this child through a ladder match. <laughs> it absolutely is. But it works from a wrestling perspective because there's just enough of that storytelling in there. And it's a ton of fun to watch. If for some reason you're listening to this show and you've never seen it, that's a must watch. I mean, absolutely go oh, see it because this yes. falls into the category of like moments we've covered on the show that are undeniably kind of stupid, but really, really work. And that's a credit to the people involved. Oh, yeah. No, this this is a this is a great storyline. I'm I was I was always a big fan of, of, of this uh, storyline. And it's weird. I never even thought about it like I never even thought about this as being something for this show. Just because everything in it is so good, like so, so I'm so happy that you are doing this because I never even thought about it as being quite as ridiculous as it actually is. Right. And so that, like, the whole time I'm like going through the whole thing, I'm like, yeah, this is a really stupid angle that (laughs) that I never thought about before because it was everything was just done so well. Like right. and every every aspect, it was done well uh, from everybody. I mean, yeah. everybody is great in this feud, and and then obviously, I mean, you know, their their ladder match is one of my favorite Rey Mysterio matches. I used to watch that all the time, and you know, it's incredible. And so all that, you know, I didn't even think about just how stupid the whole thing actually is, and how com- because again, you you think like this this is this is normal in the world of wrestling, um, right? So you don't really think twice about about if if the other stuff around it is good, it, like that. It, does that make sense? Kind like, of, yeah. like, like because you don't think about it from an outsider's point of view. Because right. like you get you get an illegitimate father angle like once every two years, right? So you don't even really question it. And so as long as like the the characters are good and the matches are really good, like th- the story doesn't seem d- as dumb if everything around it is done well because it's already professional wrestling (laughs) right and that's why the feud is so fun to watch the build to it because there's a couple great moments where you're just like wait wait what like (laughs) the other thing and the real reason the reason i decided to do this was because dominic was actually on smackdown this week Uh, yeah that's true and he's huge. Like, he's bigger than Rey Mysterio. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he, and it's very funny. So he probably is Eddie's kid. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I In all of my research, I actually didn't look up who is his biological father. No, he's, so maybe he's that's, not. <laughs> maybe that's me getting worked. That, that's, but no, they no, said, that's like, me getting worked. There's some interviews where they talked about this, and... You know, Ray talks about how much fun it was to get to work with his son. Like, that's a cool thing to do in right. a wrestling context. And every a lot of jobs have bring your kids to work day. But this is, you know, that's not something you get all the time in wrestling. And he enjoyed doing it. 
He enjoyed working with Eddie, obviously, getting to do it with one of his best friends. And Dominic says, like, yeah, no, once it started happening, obviously it's only once, like, every Tuesday or whatever that they do it. Right. And Dominic said he would go to school, and kids were asking him, like, who's going to be picking him up today? (laughs) Is it Ray or is it Eddie Guerrero? Like, is Eddie Guerrero going to be there today? And I don't know how hard— I don't know how hard he sold it, like how kayfabe he was about it to his buddies at school. But just imagine that. Imagine at eight years old, you and all of your buddies watch wrestling anyway, and then you get to be in a wrestling angle. Like, that's amazing. That, yeah, no, that, that is, that, that, I can't think of much better than that. Yeah. That is, that's incredible. That is yeah, so, incredible. And the other thing, the other reason that I did this is because if you look this match up, it will show you like the match, not not the card, but what's the word? You know, like there's a still that they will kick around at the beginning of all the promo packages and like a picture image. You know, it's normally like the stare down of the two wrestlers or whatever, except in this case, it's Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio and a ladder and a briefcase and just a small, scared-looking child, like, <laughs> photoshopped into the middle of it. And it's such a bizarre image that you can't help but realize how insane it is. Like, if you didn't grow up watching wrestling. Right. And I was kind of surprised that I'd never thought about it before. As soon as I started to watch these promos, I was like, yeah, this is absolutely worthy of this episode. But then I went through another phase where about halfway through, you kind of realize, wait, this is insane. But I really like it, and I'm having a good time, and it's better than it has any right to be. And I feel like that's what wrestling's all about, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's also wild because this is uh, this is nearly the last major feud Eddie Guerrero had. He had one yeah. more one, I believe, after where he had a feud with Batista, I think, um, sometime right after this. But that, I mean, that this is probably the last really major angle of Eddie Guerrero's career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the last one with any like genuine payoff, I guess, like start yeah. to finish, you know, because this was kind of the end of it. But yeah. yeah, you're right. And it's a shame. And again, I've always known that he's great, but I haven't gotten a chance to see all of his work. And this, it, it was really fun to get to experience this for the first time and see, yeah, I get why everyone loves this guy so much because he was so good at what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, and even though I've been watching wrestling for most of my life, I'm still not a huge expert on Eddie Guerrero stuff because just the things and when I watched wrestling and everything, it doesn't quite match up with Eddie Guerrero's rise because even though I started watching wrestling when I was, I mean, I I knew about wrestling always because of WCW and then, but I didn't start watching current WWE wrestling till. 2008 sometime around there 2007 8 which was after Eddie yeah 2007 I guess was probably the year so other than just seeing other things and seeing his WCW stuff on a lot of stuff and things like I kind of missed a lot of the Eddie stuff Mm -hmm. and so even even I haven't seen quite as much as people that were like you know a lot of the people that were watching it while he was you know, while he was there and, and in his prime do, doing all that stuff. So, yeah, but yeah, it's definitely nice to go back and see. And, and this, I mean, th- this match is just great. It's worth the whole feud easily. The the, the latter match that they have. Yeah. That's the thing you can get. I think I've, I've learned that a lot watching this show. You can do some really insane stuff in the build, but if it, if it works from a character perspective and more importantly, if you put on a good match, 
it doesn't really matter. That's true. I mean, people care way more about seeing a great match than necessarily the perfect buildup. Yeah. Which is what we're all hoping happens at WrestleMania. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Full circle. Hooray, we did it. And I really hope Samoa Joe... Look, Samoa Joe just got out of this whole angle where he was trying to do this to AJ Styles. Eh, kind of, become his yeah. kid's daddy. It was, yeah. a diff- it was a little bit different. But I really hope he claims to be Dominic's father next. I really hope that's where this goes. <laughs> And then they become a tag team and go yeah, rampant on everybody. <laughs> and then that's the Rey Mysterio retirement match. Oh, my word. He gets retired by Samoa Joe and Dominic. Jeez. Yep, Book I'm it. into it. Let's do it. Book it, Vince. Book, Book it, it Vince. Vince. WrestleMania 37 or whatever. That's uh, that's what we need. Build One it. Start. Start thing. it this year. Start it this year at the mm-hmm. uh, at the WrestleMania because they're wrestling each other, and then pay it off next year. Have a whole year build. Bring Dominic in. One, you got to start billing this match as once in a lifetime. Oh yeah. And then Monday night, come out and be like, no, 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 no. Actually, we're gonna do it next year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That that's that's the way to do it. Oh man, well, that was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed that. It's always nice to get through an episode and not just both be like, why do we watch this crap? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) It is. It is. It's nice when we have some positive things every now and then. Well, this is normally the time when we do a David Arquette segment, but I got nothing. So there's nothing again. Two weeks in a row. He just hasn't been up to much as far as what I've seen. He's just kind of living life, which is good for him, (laughs) but... You know what? Yeah, good for him. Yeah, because it'd be weirder. It'd be weirder if he was in like the tabloids every week doing that, something <coughs> stupid. You know, so that no news be. is good news. Good for you, David. For sure, for sure. So yeah, that does it. That that's the end of the show. Another solid, another solid episode. Harris coming in at the uh, right at the wire, but but manages to get it in and uh, solid one for sure. So that was that was a lot of fun and uh, we'll be back next week with my final episode of the WCW uh, trilogy of terror matches um, and that's gonna be that's gonna be fun because I I'm I have a feeling this will be the the uh, the best one the best one yet excellent I, I have By a that strong you mean the feeling. worst one right oh that's exactly what I mean excellent and I have a uh, I have strong hunch so definitely stay tuned and um We'll we'll close we'll close that that chapter out that that's for sure we'll we'll close it with a bang, and, and I might that, and and I might mean that literally just uh, oh jeez okay just, that just is keep keep that in mind that's a good little tease right there keep that in mind so yeah you can uh, follow follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla let us know what you thought about this episode and this match and let us know if there's any other crazy matches or feuds that you want us to talk about because we're always open for for suggestions that's that's for sure and uh, you can follow me on twitter at market mark brand and i'm at harris wilson so you can do that as well and get our own uh personal thoughts although i pretty much only tweet wrestling on the uh the show account so that that's more of the wrestling stuff harris tweets all his wrestling on his account 
I've been unable to watch the last few weeks, but I think work's going to slow down a little bit right before WrestleMania. So hopefully I'll at least be able to catch, you know, like the go home shows and stuff like that. Right. And you know, you know, on WrestleMania, on Wrestling Christmas, I'm just going to be camped out on my butt for eight hours tweeting about wrestling. <laughs> I enjoy it quite a lot. It's it's very fun to do that. It is fun. It's a shame, though. I have to do it alone this year, which I'm not looking forward to. But Yeah, that sucks. It does. So but oh well. If you want to see a grown man mark out on the internet when Bailey loses the tag team titles to Tamina or whatever <laughs> happens at Mania. Just go ahead and give me a follow because it'll be fun to watch. Mark please, if that if something like that happens, please like live stream it on Twitter or something. <laughs> if you want, like log log on to, to log on to the log on to the um the show account and just live stream that. If, if that I'm does just happen, just gonna go on this like Jim Cornette esque rant with f bombs everywhere. If you ever want to see me. Get as angry as Mark about anything involved in wrestling. <laughs> just screw was... Bailey out of something. He can tell you this. When she it was, was last close, year, <laughs> she was this close. She was the last person in the all women's first ever battle royal, and I was losing my mind. And then <laughs> stupid Naomi was hiding under the ring like a coward, came charging in and dumped her over the top rope, and then celebrated like she didn't just blatantly cheat to win. I got real mad. I'm still kind of mad. I've never seen it's Harris fine. more mad at a wrestling thing than when that happened. It took him. It took till Ronda Rousey came out for Harris to calm down. It did. I was so mad. Oh, that was great. It's going to be fun. WrestleMania is coming up. It's always always a blast. Always a blast. So, yeah, go ahead and uh, give us a follow on there. Um, leave us a rating on iTunes and leave us a review. Again, it doesn't have to be positive. If you didn't like it, then you go ahead and let us know. That, that's perfectly fine. But uh, that always helps. And then, yeah, so that pretty much does it. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Weird World of Wrestling. This has been Behind the Gorilla. Have a great night. Wait, no. Maybe you're not listening tonight. Maybe have a great just week or day or afternoon. or It doesn't matter. Ah, this ran off the rails fast. Just goodbye. Goodbye.